0: To, I was like, okay, what do I do now? Well, Mm. I have um, an MBA, and you always go back to the what you should do. What are you (laughs) certified to do? (laughs) So I started doing like branding consulting and and business stuff. I've been an entrepreneur for 18 years. I'm like, how old am I? 40? So since I was 22. And I started doing it and realized so many people really didn't know what they were trying to say to their people. They, they had no idea what their ideal audience looked All like. All right.
1: Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We'll be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, Vision Pros? Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business here. And we're gonna be diving into a super awesome vision of Mandy Shulis, who is a, oh my, I have to read this title, it's awesome. Um, Certified Integrated Trauma-Informed Story Coach. Okay, now unpack that a little bit, right? We got somebody who knows a lot about trauma in life and what it's like to go through trauma. Somebody who knows how to tell her story super well. Somebody who worked with the NFL, Um, and players in the NFL as a massage therapist, somebody who has her MBA, there's a lot of depth to Mandy. So I'm really excited to have her on the show. Um, I'll do another brief introduction before I pull her on. But first, let's talk about our sponsors real quick. Um, Icon Maker Live, we just finished that conference. We had an excellent time there. Um, Tom Mattson did an amazing job of running a mastermind that allowed people to extract their dream 100s together in a room of other amazing thought leaders and connect people together. Uh, He then went on to teach a number of concepts about business and growth that align very much with how I like to do business, Um, which certainly made it feel good for me. But if you're the type of person who, um, you know, wants to work with dolphins, as they're called in the market versus sharks, um, you know, you want that pod of people who are there to support you and help you grow. Uh, we received amazing support and learned a lot at this particular conference, and we were empowered as well to share our stories and share who we were and dive in and share if we felt we could help people with things. Um, they made a lot of room for great leadership um, in that conference, so pretty cool. Um, it was amazing to have all these great leaders come together too. Uh, Cheryl Plough as well, Cheryl Pluff. I say Ploof. That's the Spanish accent in me. Um, so Cheryl Pluff, she did an excellent job as well of orchestrating and organizing and pulling the people together. Danella. Um, who's also one of the business partners there is an event coordinator, and that woman um, had everything accounted for. Every T was crossed, every I was dotted. Everything we could have thought of that we wanted or needed was done. I was super impressed by how well this team pulled together. This was a conference. This is the first conference for I Can Make Her Live, and not only that, it was the first conference where all of us, where any of us, had come together and worked together for a conference in pulling one together. And it was the smoothest conference that I've ever I've ever been a part of. So um, that that's hard to do. Kajabi was right up there with it, by the way. And that's a company that's been doing conferences multiple times. They have 60,000 course members. So shout out to Kajabi as well for running an amazing conference. And this took it even to the next notch. So very impressed with what they've what they've built with that and looking forward to the future of Icon Maker Life. Uh Cap Show as well, CapShow.com. If you haven't tried it yet, that's C A P S H O. They were ranked by Digital Marketer as the number one um, resource, AI content creator for podcasts. I don't wanna get that wrong either and and misstate here what Digital Marketer said about them. Now that's important because while they're an amazing content creator for podcasters, Captcha wants to be known for more than that because really any video or audio file that you have where you're teaching a concept or interviewing somebody and you wanna extract that information in the form of long form content and short social media posts, Capshow is the platform to do that on. All you have to do is upload your file. It can be a file, that's a few minutes long. You're gonna get more out of it. If the file's uh, longer, let's say 10 minutes to 45 minutes long, and it's going to, the AI is gonna act like a copywriter would, um, a storyteller, and it's gonna take out of your content the great pieces, the pieces that would belong in a blog post of like a how-to, for instance, or a listicle blog post if you happen to be teaching um, multiple, uh, multiple components and whatever it is that you're delivering. Um, it can also grab sound bites from there. Grab sound bites, you just click a button and it gets a bunch of sound bites generated for you, and you can approve those. You can just trim those down however you want to. It is absolutely amazing what you can do with AI. We hear that over and over. It's amazing what you can do with AI. This is here's what you can do with AI. Here's why you should do it. And by the way, here's a community of support to help you do just that. Jaime is going to drop our affiliate link in the comments. Uh, that will give you, I believe it's three total credits. What I would do is I would take one of your existing episodes or Facebook lives or something where you've taught in the past, upload it and click, 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 click. Just click, just put your AI to the test and see how it works. That way you can get a, a, a fresh taste and look of like, oh my gosh, this is how this would help me and my marketing efforts or me get off of my content uh, hamster wheel, as it's often called, or my content treadmill, whatever analogy you want to take. Producing content can be very hard. This makes the production process easy and then allows you to focus on editing that. And then of course, posting it. Um, So definitely check out what CAP shows up to. And last and my constant favorite is the water project. Um, the Water Project is a great opportunity to give back and help people who have dire needs far beyond our own. Yeah, we're, we're all suffering. We're all passed through COVID economics. We've all got things that that we, um, you know, we really need help with. But most of us don't have to find a clean glass of drinking water. Um, you know, most of us have a place where we can find one. Uh, the communities that are affected by the Water Project, they don't they don't have that at all. Um, they don't have a place where they can get it. They have to take a risk of death every time they go They go and get water. So um, consider giving back to the water project. You don't have to give 60,000 COP, whatever that is, um, at Colombian pesos. You can give just a dollar. Um, for instance, I, I may have, I'm just picking on you a little bit. Um, so you can obviously change the currency as well. If you're in Canada listening in, if you are tuning in from Colombia, um, then you can give in, in your own um, currency. And, you know, at the end of the day, the cool thing is you also get to choose which community you wanna support. And then they're gonna give you social media updates on what's going on in that community. And the, you know, the the opportunity to see the smiles that that you've affected of the people that you've been able to help with this is awesome. And I'm certainly not discouraging you from going out uh, in your local community and giving back. This is just an opportunity to do an and then some. Um, And thank you Jaime for showing all of those great projects. So without further ado, mandy thank you so much for being on our show and uh let's dive into your vision welcome to vision pros live thanks for being here
0: there glad to be here
1: absolutely so mandy uh go ahead and give us i give a little bit of a a rundown of uh, physical therapy or rather massage therapy to the nfl the nba and all the way to uh story coach um and and trauma tied into that so tell us in your own words. Who are you? And uh, in fact, let's go right into the first question. Who are you? Who should be listening to you? Why should they listen? And what are they going to get out of today's show, do you think?
0: Well, I'm hoping that they get something out of the show Mm -hmm. about listening to your own story and believing in your own story. Um, And who should listen? Anyone that wants to build a business and have an impact. And why? Because I've been through enough stuff. I like to believe it has a purpose. (laughs) That's why. Um, so we were kind of chatting a little bit behind the scenes about my, my background as a massage therapist and I have a heavy business background as well, just cause I really, I love business. I love what it can do for people. And I love really entrepreneurship in general, because there's the great thing is there's no box, the bad things that there, there's no box, <laughs> you know, there's right. no, there's no big framework for what works and what doesn't. So, uh, it's a lot like shooting the dart, but when it works, it really works. Um, so how I got to be a story coach was. I would, you know, after I had retired from massage therapy, after dealing with neuromuscular therapy, and and I don't know how much you know about the theory of of, of trauma getting stuck in the body. Well, yep. part of the thing with neuromuscular, I dealt with a lot of fibromyalgia clients, a lot of autoimmune clients, a, um, a lot of high performing entrepreneurs. I mean, big, big, big people um, that are very successful, but had a lot of issues because of the constant stress. Well, I think that's also why I ended up with the NFL because what sort of, I mean, these guys have lots of trauma, both coming from Mm. maybe not so great backgrounds, but also getting that heck beat out of them every day on the field, practically. So I didn't really realize that the universe was setting me up to be where I am now for all those years because I did it for 16 years. But when I retired, I realized, okay, I'm going to go into copywriting. I'm going to branding the things that I knew how to do. Well, the the issue that I kept running into both with my male and my female clients was they would hit a certain level and then there would be something that would happen that they wouldn't be able to identify where they wanted to go or they wouldn't be able to to really create an authentic brand or audience. And it was because they were scared of their own stories every single time. The one thing that they didn't want to talk about was the thing that they was going to explode their business. So I'm essentially a story strategist. I help them unpack it, get comfortable with it. Maybe not make friends with it, but at least get it to where they can be in the same room, kind of like, you know, parents that are divorced at a wedding. And, (laughs) you know, just I'm a jokester. It's part of what I do. And then also learn how to just leverage it and love it. And part of that is I am a domestic abuse survivor. I talk about it loudly and proudly. Um, And it is something that led me to leading by example because of the fact that I'm able to do these things and let people know it's it's okay to own your story. You have to own your story if you want to do what you're saying you want to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could just let you soapbox for a while. Um, I'm, I'm, I really could. Um, and I think it's very well said. It's very important to talk about. Um, and it, it, how do you be authentic, you know, if you're not telling your story, you know, you're not able to own that. So let's dive, in, let's dive into your vision for those that you serve in 30 seconds. You've, You've talked a lot about it. You've alluded to it. But what's your vision for those that you serve moving forward?
0: For imposter syndrome not to be a thing anymore. You can't be an imposter of yourself if you're here to make an impact.
1: Nice. Well, not nice. you nailed that. Yeah, I <laughs> love that. You gave me a 10-second version. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, and so is it possible to completely eliminate imposter syndrome in your opinion?
0: I think so. Um, I really I really believe it, it is. It doesn't mean you don't ever get little little tinglies occasionally, but mm-hmm. that freeze, that that scarcity mindset, that the the things that keep you really stuck. Once you really, it's like looking at the boogeyman. Once you really identify what that's truly about, and it's very rarely what you think it's about, you learn how to deal with that and navigate it instead of just letting it stop you.
1: See, I think that's a healthy thing to debate and talk about because um, uh, one, I'm I'm fascinated by the amount of uh, successful people that it sounds like you've been able to work with, right? And I don't know names yet. So it's hard to know, like, is this Joe Schmo or is this Johnny Mansell? (laughs) Um, you know, or is this LeBron James, um, that, that helps quantify the, the theory, right. But I'm going to pick on another coach that I really like. I like a lot of his concepts and it's dawned to me in more recent, in the more recent year that when he talks about imposter syndrome, Taylor Welch talks about Michael Phelps okay. and he says, um, you know, it's impossible not to feel imposter syndrome as a, as an elite, um, as an elite competitor, because you're constantly trying to accomplish what has never been accomplished before. Um, and therefore, like, you're going to have a sense of doubt. You're going to have something that it comes at you and it's how you deal with that and how you overcome that. You know, it's, it's what you tell yourself that, um, you know, like, but if you think you're gonna, you're gonna get rid of it, then you're wrong. Well, get, don't get me wrong. Taylor Welch, I don't think talked to Michael Phelps to develop that theory. Right. It's easy to be like, oh, cool. Like, he must know. But it's also important to take a step back and say, "Like, does Michael Phelps agree with this or does he not? Because he might be like, yeah, right, dude. I don't, you know, I haven't thought about imposter syndrome in, in 20 years. Uh, we don't, I don't know. I've knocked him about it. So you have a different theory in that it, it may not, like, it, you might be able to just crush it and put it behind you. Do you mind expanding upon that?
0: I don't remember what book it was in, but I actually read about Michael Phelps um, and how he visualized um, himself winning and himself overcoming. And there was a specific time, and I think it was in the Olympics, it might've been when he broke the record, I don't remember, where he couldn't see through his goggles. But he had swam that pool so many times and relived it in his head so many times, it didn't matter that he couldn't see. And imposter syndrome is a result of the things that you can't see. Okay. So for me... If you truly believe you're here to to make an impact and you're brave enough to stand on a stage essentially naked and talk about all the things that maybe people don't talk about in front of, you know, potentially thousands of people, um, if you truly believe you're here to make an impact, then it doesn't matter whether you're, quote unquote, an imposter. You are here to do something that nobody else is here to do.
1: Wow. Well said. Okay. All right. So continuing on. Let's talk about your vision for a minute. So your vision for yourself in 10, 15, 20 years, where do you see yourself? What do you see yourself accomplishing?
0: I would love um, to have a following like Gabby Bernstein, Tony Robbins. I believe that if more people believed things like this, it wouldn't be so scary. You know, they the best thing that I've ever heard is the people at the top aren't competing, they're collabing. And it's the truth. You know, and I loved what you were talking about. I wrote it down. Dolphins versus sharks. It's, mm-hmm. it is not a man-eat-man world out there. And it, it can't be anymore. There's globalization is too real. <laughs> you yeah. know, we have to be in this together and swim together because we're all going to get further.
1: Yes. And I think it, I mean, it's important to recognize too, it it can be like that exists out there. Um, right. But that's the importance of like having a pod, um, right. Is once you do, you know, then you have the protection that you need, the safety that you need and you um, you know, ideally we turn the world more into that than, than the opposite, um, you know, than the negativity that's out there. So, um, let's dive into your worst, <clears throat> your worst business experience ever.
0: Which one? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Um, uh, it, it depends on your definition of worst. Uh, I, Oh my gosh. I would say being screamed at because I ad- asked a client to be on time for an appointment because I had a fully booked day. Um, that, that's right. That's the first one that comes to mind. And she was supposedly a friend. Um, mm-hmm. That that definitely ranks up there. I would say a close second was when I did work for the NFL. And no, I'm not going to mention names on this one because he is still a friend, but he, uh, I told his wife how much he actually paid me because she was paying for a massage session and she didn't normally pay. And I thought he was going to lose his absolute ever loving mind. And I was like, I didn't know. I was in my twenties. I had no idea. Mm. (laughs) I thought I was going to lose a client. I didn't. We're still friends, but.
1: (laughs) So both situations had to do um, with, with somebody yelling at you, correct? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, And so that's a, that's an area of, of trauma. um, I would say that that you've had to deal with um, and that you've been working on overcoming um let's skip the next question we'll come back to it um specifically we're going to talk about a couple power lessons cuz you are able to get you're very you're very brief which is great there's a lot of clarity to what you say um so it'll give us a chance to go through more subjects than most people um so with the power lesson related to trauma related to especially trauma in association with people who yell is that still something that you carry or is that something that that you um, you have surpassed and no longer deal with, what does that look like?
0: You know, I've learned to not make it about me because Mm -hmm. the hardest lesson I think I ever learned, um, it's been a long time since somebody screamed at me like that. So I honestly don't know, to be perfectly honest, I, I think I would still be upset, but it wouldn't be as crippling for me as it was before. Um, my husband and I were recently talking, like he comes up behind me and hugs me from behind. I, he couldn't have done that when we met five years ago. Cause trauma constantly tells you you're not safe. And whether it's client and and client, you know, whether it's, to be honest, whether it's sex or money, both are kind of intertwined and it's, it's a very intimate relationship. So whether you're married and sleeping with a person or exchanging money, it's, it's hard for people to, to overcome that, that time type of behavior. So absolutely.
1: Well, thank you for leading the way. And being willing to talk about sensitive subjects, I think this is super, I know I've got an audience of people who, um, you know, are are nurture in nature, healers in nature, um, which typically means that they come from some type of of um, sense of feelings to overcome as well. Have you ever heard of the book, Feelings Buried Alive Never Die?
0: I, I feel like, yes, I've never read it. I feel like I have heard of it, but I, I don't, I've never read it.
1: I, I have to say I've, I've not skimmed it. I've used a good portion of it and I need to get through the whole thing. Cause it is phenomenal about dealing with trauma and, and going, and it did, it helped me center myself as well and realize like, oh wow, that's <clears throat> the, the sadness, the depression, the darkness that I've dealt with in life is what's deprived me of being able to understand happiness. I'm an associate where there's a correlation um, between your negative sentiments that you, you feel and are attached to um or have been affected by and the positives that you get as well. So what's what are some of the resources you recommend people turn to who are overcoming trauma and striving to um, also be an authentic leader in the world?
0: Um I apologize, give me 2 seconds. That's okay. like, yeah. I really greatly apologize.
1: We hear Fido. That's all right. Um so if you have a dog, drop it in the comments, drop a picture of your of your puppy in the comments and in the meantime uh, we'll dive in a little bit deeper on the story concept. So, um, you know, telling your story and getting it out there, there's this there's this important factor like you, you know, and I'm, I'm a big proponent of this reverse class business. We believe that vision and <clears throat> culture and leadership are what people need to be marketing. Um, you're not marketing a product, you're marketing your brand and your story. And that's what people want to belong to. And that's ultimately what decides what helps them decide who they want to purchase from. It's not the product. There's a million people in the world they could buy from. They're choosing you. They're choosing your culture. They're choosing they want to be supported and belong by your side. So this is why Mandy's subjects are so important and why we're going to be diving deep into the story because uh, your brand's not going to succeed until as a, as a scalable brand until you start moving towards your vision and clarifying it for your audience. So Mandy, let's pick up where we left off. Um, Life. which was your trauma <laughs> resources.
0: Um, so I actually have done Caroline Strawson's program, which it, it does talk about codependency, narcissistic abuse. Um, and it also teaches you how to coach people through healing with those kind of things. Mm. Um, my other, it's not meant to be a trauma book, but have you ever heard of Gay Hendricks, uh, the big leap?
1: Ooh, heard of passively.
0: It is hands down my favorite book. Um, and it talks about not from a trauma perspective necessarily, but identifying the things that happen when you are keeping yourself stuck. So like when you're avoiding the work, that'll Mm -hmm. get you to where you want to be. So for me, ironically, um, I, I, I don't know how much detail you want to get into it with me, but, um, I had something happen, which was the impetus behind my, my marriage dissolving to where I couldn't, I couldn't use my voice and I speak. Um. (laughs) So now when I get really scared, I literally lose my voice. It's not as bad as it used to be. But for a while, it would happen every single time I was leveling up. It's just, again, that trauma getting stuck in the body. But I identified that's what it was.
1: I want you to be free as well to share as much of your vision as you want to. This is, this is your platform today. Um, so don't hesitate. Okay.
0: Um, so my ex-husband was an, an addict. And, um, the, we actually got married twice because I believe in making the wrong decision many, many times, but it's never the wrong decision. If it leads you to where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a night that he had mixed medications and attacked me and choked me till I blacked out. And I had uh, swelling and bruising all around my neck. So for several days afterwards, I could not speak. Jeez. Yeah. My six-year-old daughter saved my life. Literally. And that is something I do talk about a lot.
1: Oh, and um, in that, and then coming back from that, how long? Were you? You said you were a speaker at that time.
0: Uh, no, ironically, this is something that happened later. And I, I joked recently on a summit that I was on for survivors of j- domestic violence because it happened that day. I was like, it's not lost on me. We're on a you know summit about breaking breaking the silence, and I'm losing my voice, but. You know, I you have to, tr- I have dark humor. It's part of how I deal with things, <laughs> but it, well, the first time it happened was I was about to get on a, um, I was about to teach a class to about 150 women. And I woke up that morning and couldn't speak, couldn't. Mm. And it took me like another two or three times of getting online and do- doing speaking events before I realized that's what it was.
1: Wow. Okay. So what happened in that moment where you couldn't speak? Uh, did you just cancel the event or how did you handle that?
0: I actually went on a swim, which is funny because we were talking about Michael Phelps. And I went and I made myself some tea, and I did like h- honey, and I sucked about probably an unhealthy amount of throat lozenges. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, throat lozenges. Yes, like, yes, uh, yes. you know, cough drops type things. Yeah, cough drops. And uh, then I took a shot of whiskey and I prayed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a first i haven't heard that combination i took a shot of whiskey and i prayed but i like it <laughs> it worked for you um, it did. so you got up on stage at that point and, and spoke
0: yeah i did i actually talked about uh my my presentation that day was supposed to be on social media strategy and i scrapped the whole thing um i i you know whether you're universe you know believe in the universe god whatever you believe in I just was like, all right, what do these women need from me? Cause it was a, a female conference. And all I heard was you. And I was like, oh crap. All right, here we go. Um, so I got up there and I said, I know what you guys came to hear today and you are gonna hear it, but there's gonna be a different <laughs> different value. And it was talking about how, this is actually how all the story strategy stuff started, talking about how you have to be able to give your audience something to be able to connect you, with you. And maybe it's not the big, hairy, scary boogeyman at first, for me, it wasn't always domestic violence, it was being a divorced single mom. I didn't always talk about the other part. And you, but you have to give your audience something, everything is an exchange, and you don't want people that buy from you and then turn around and whatever. You want people that are invested in you because you're investing in them,
1: yes. Okay, so you gave that speech, um, and you, I love that you share that you got this message, this prompting that it was supposed to be about you and your response was crap, <laughs> uh, you know, like dang it, and, but you did it anyway, right? You followed your intuition and you said, you know what, I, I know I got to own this and do this. And so uh, did you talk about trauma and abuse and all that or, or okay, you did, so you dove right into the depths of that, forsaking the social media strategy plan you had uh, and what was the outcome? Well, what happened? <laughs>
0: Uh, I signed seven clients that day, um, for my one-on-one coaching. And I had almost every woman come up and hug me and tell me stories. It was actually very overwhelming. My husband was with me and we joked that he's my handler at at situations like that. And it was humbling. That is the best word I can use. And sometimes I hate it when people say that because like, yeah, it's, you know, whatever. But that was the first time I was like, this is what I was meant to do. This is you know, yes, I have a huge business background. I have all these fancy certifications. I have all these things, but nobody talks about, yeah, people talk about like hashtag authentic, but nobody tells you how to be authentic or what that even means.
1: Right. It, it can be very hard to define to that, um, that entity that's, that's willing to dive in deep into those worlds. I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of business folk are scared of feelings you know, and, and you know, they don't want, you know, I've, I was talking to a great leader the other day. Um, and, um, I I was, I was crying. Um, and I was starting to cry as I shared with him about an experience and he's like, Oh, don't cry. Don't cry. Um, and I'm like, bro, you're like, you're interrupting the movie. Um, you know, like, like, let it go. Like, let me go. And he's like, he's like, he's like, you don't have to cry. You don't have to cry. And I'm like, like, did I did I ask your permission <laughs> to cry? Like, this is my moment, not yours. But I, I mean, I didn't say that. But that's kind of I was like, man, he's like really ruining this, this opportunity to get into the depth of what matters most. It wasn't there's was no transaction, by the way, about this. It just it was, but it was an opportunity for a leader to better understand where I was coming from and he couldn't hack it. You know, he he cinched the hose on the depth of what we could have experienced had he allowed that to happen we, we do that so often in business, we keep it super surface level. But as you said, there's an audience of seven that we're craving. And that may not sound like a lot, but seven out of 150 converting at a first time event with stranger danger as a reality, like people who don't know you, that is a phenomenal amount of people. And they probably converted with an extreme amount of purpose. I know I'm, I'm leaving the witness here, but, um, you know, you don't, You don't hear somebody talk vulnerable about who they are and then be like, oh, I kind of want to work with them. That doesn't happen. You know, like you're like all in at that point and moving. So um, that's awesome. They signed. Did you have anybody sign up for the social media strategy? Did it come with that process of coaching? I'm just curious where that went.
0: So I actually created a separate part of my program that is strictly become it's called your story strategy. And it's called what? Story strategy. I
1: hear destroyer strategy. So I'm
0: glad. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, if, if, it, if it's not so good, I mean, we do that too.
1: Right. Story like, strategy. Maybe
0: don't do that. That's a bad idea. Um, no, your story strategy. And a lot of times, again, you know, business, give them what they think they need and then, or give them what they want and then give them what you they actually need. And that's a lot of what I do. People want to build their businesses, they want to do things, but a lot of times they can't because they've got mindset stuff a lot of stuff around who they are, what stories are there. Is that, so I joke, taking it back to massage, I have two, two factions. One is like the get stuff done business, business, witch, and then the other one is like, you need a hug, you need to cry and you need to get over your ish. Like those are the two, two ways to work with me as a coach. And, and it's funny as you were, it's not funny actually, but it, as you were talking about what would have happened if, you could have just cried. That's something that as a massage therapist, I had to hold space. That happened to me a lot. Hmm. Like, people were very vulnerable and it wasn't just because they were naked. It was because they were, it, you know, it was a release and that was very normal.
1: Yes, I think it's superpower. Um, I love that Tony Robbins, I, I, I only saw it in an ESPYs commercial one time where he talked, you know, he was just giving a speech and he said, you, should, you know, every day we should, you know, we should cry fully. Mm-hmm. We should laugh. Um, you know, we should, it's all about, feeling and just really valid. I don't even know if he said it, but like my thought was like, this life's all about feeling, you know, it, it's all about experience. Um, and if we're holding that back, then we're not experiencing. Um, so yeah, you, you got me in my soapbox now. Um, let's move to what's your best experience in business so far.
0: Um, It's kind of a different, it's the same version of the same thing. When COVID hit, I obviously couldn't work as a massage therapist and I had a fabulous business, which shutting it down was hard for me, both from a financial perspective and just an emotional perspective, because I had amazing clients, some of which are now coaching clients. But um, I, when COVID hit and they had announced like I couldn't work and, and all these things, I had client after client that was on either a retainer or a package, or I had their credit card info, many of which had just renewed with me text me and go renew it again, do it again. Like I'm even getting Shelly's even sitting here saying, it. Ooh, I'm gonna cry, mm. you know? Oh. Um, I was able, I was in the middle of a custody battle at that point for my daughter and I had no money. <laughs> so no work and no money, everything was maxed out. Um, I got real good at knowing which one of my cards could have cash advances on them. <laughs> and I was just absolutely astounded and, One of my clients, there was a group of five of them and they were how I paid my rent that month. And, you know, several of them, I had one that was on a retainer for $3,000 a month. He paid me six months in advance.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And when I started this business, many of the same people were like, how can, how can we help? Like maybe I, you know, they're not entrepreneurs, which is my faction, my, my, my demographic, but you know what? Who what? Who can we put you in front of? What can we do? And that's why having that authentic connection to me is so important. Like, nice. you know, and there is a difference between codependency and, you know, coming at a place of, of of victimhood versus empowerment. And I I don't ever encourage that. But we are missing out on so much by doing business the old school way.
1: Hmm. Well said. Um, and there, there is a difference and it's important to, um, to study and to learn and to practice so that you can, you know, can master the art of how to utilize it and how to utilize opening up, being vulnerable in a healthy fashion. Um, so well said. So you're familiar with Donald Miller.
0: Yes. A story yes. Guy.
1: Um, yes. He, he's a story guy. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of his email series, um, I I don't know a lot about his program. I just know um, I've I've never met a client um, of his who uh, was was a raving fan. That doesn't mean he doesn't have them. Just means I've I've met plenty of people who've come through and and didn't quite have the experience they were hoping for. Um, And maybe I need to pay closer attention to his elite audience, right? The ones that get absolute closest to him. I imagine they stay pretty close to him. What are your thoughts on on his story? teaching methodologies and how does it relate to what you do?
0: I don't know why I'm choosing my words carefully. Cause I know right. What I want to say. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I think it's okay to, um, to play. so again, I think, you know, his stuff's been around a long time, a decent amount of time. And I think it's, a, it's, it's another missed opportunity. A lot of the stuff it's, it's, not leading with the feeling we were just talking about it's yeah. there is such a thing as too much strategy. Hmm.
1: Wow. That, that hits deep <laughs> It's deep because yes, his, his version of stories, the way he presents it is pretty much all strategy. He doesn't share, uh, from what I, when I remember going through it, I didn't have like a feeling about it, it as more of a, a methodical mathematical equation. I'm like, Oh, that's why you use story. Um, it's more like a how to process. Wow. Let me just mic drop for you, Mandy.
0: (laughs) If you can't, I I almost feel like, so say from you to me, there's a string, like a golden thread. And for me, that's what story is. And if you can't latch onto that golden string and feel the tinglys and feel the, the connection, there's, you're missing out, whether it's an email, a social media post, a podcast, whatever it is your audience will never fully connect with you unless you can find that thread.
1: Wow. Okay. So how do you go about that? Let's dive into some coaching um, while we have some time. So how do you find that golden thread and how do you empower, how do you nurture it and make it stronger?
0: Well, I usually talk about, I I start with unpacking why you, you know, as a coach, why you want to work with me or why you approached me most recently. um, I guess I'll, I'll go into um, one of my clients who, She's known me a long time. She's known me since high school. And I'm very open and honest about my background, my history. And she's a very successful realtor, but she's going through some personal things. And as soon as she and I started talking, she talks about all the loss, but she's not talking about her difficulties with a child that has special needs. And I know the one thing that usually needs to be dug into is the thing that either doesn't get said or gets skipped over. Like, oh, I've got this going on, but all this other stuff happened, and this is why I'm feeling this way. I doubt it. I actually really Mm -hmm. doubt it. Because the thing that you're already willing to talk about, you've already started processing. It's the thing that you're not willing to talk about that's the sticking point.
1: Interesting. So how do you inspire people to dive into the depths of, of sharing? I usually...
0: If they don't know my whole story, I will talk a little bit about me and give them a little bit about my background and be like, if I have a policy, if we're going to get naked, we're going to get naked. Right. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I don't dump, but I am, I'm very open and honest. And I'm like, you know, if there's something that, if you had to guess what is keeping you stuck, what is it? And I let them talk. A lot of that is creating space because people come to us for the answers. hmm You know, very rarely does somebody ask, what do we want or how can somebody help us?
1: Wow. That's deep. So the, let's try to shift some of the the less woo-woos here. I'm uh, woo-woo, I'm in. Uh, (laughs) All all of us who who are feeling this get it. Um, You know, those who are on the fence trying to figure out like, how does this actually work? You know, how does this relate to my business? Um, you know, what's, what's in it for me, perhaps I'm not sure how far to go down that path. Cause again, I'm more like, wow, like I, I think what you're teaching, uh, makes perfect sense. Um, and it's, you know, it goes back to that vision. Like, how can you clarify your vision if you're not willing to talk about your vision from a standpoint of truth, um, you know, and, and depth, um, then it's just hard to see the purpose of the vision. Um, so how do you, how, what are some exercises people can do to, Open them up. You mentioned one meeting with somebody who's willing to make space and kind of go toe to toe with you, right? Here, let me share more about me, so you know that I'm the type of person who's willing to make room for for your stupid or your problem or your trauma or your negative, your pain, etc. Um, what's in that, what's something else? If somebody's not ready for that, what can they do to, in a healthy fashion, own their trauma? Own what they don't talk about and bring it to the surface.
0: So I will say the biggest blessing behind what I started doing, which was copywriting and branding strategy and stuff is realizing how healing writing is. Um, I launched a journal, I guess it was March, April ish of this year called the, the story shift. And what I tell people that aren't ready to really dive in to do is just to write and I, I don't mean journal and, you know, do your 10 minutes before you go to bed. It's literally just right. When you feel like that, <laughs> I can't like, because it happens. There's always something, yeah. you you know, there's a problem before you admit there's a problem. You know what I mean? And the story shift was my way of, of packaging my thought process with things. And it's cutesy and it does have some, what you know, a beautiful looking and- book too. Thank you.
1: I like that golden threadness to it.
0: Yes. If you've ever heard of the Fates, I know not to take it back to woo, but like Latin, you know mythology and everything. But you know, if you think about it, there there's definitely somebody weaving our weaving our stuff for us. So may as well take advantage of it. And the only mm-hmm. thing you have complete control over and complete ownership of is your story.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so um, this person again on the fence, like man, Jackson, you led it on the wrong path. Like, what's in this for me? Um, right. What, what would you say to them? What's, you know, you got a business owner who's kind of like doing okay or doing well on the surface, but it just kind of lacks the depth they're looking for. Um, what does this unlock for them?
0: One of the things and the best piece of advice i ever heard in business is you have to have a polarizing opinion and my Polarizing polarizing opinion, polarizing opinion. Okay. And the polarizing opinion that I have is that you cannot create a cult or a brand without story. You can't. You may create some success, but you will never get where you want to be. Mm. Okay. So, so I'm going
1: to take Dr. Yeah. Peter Drucker's words and the effective executive and power down on exactly what you just said to so people get it. Peter Drucker said, if you want to have exceptional results, you have to be willing to work with somebody with great strengths. And with great strengths come great weaknesses, right? The both go hand in hand. Otherwise, you are settling for mediocrity.
0: Yep. And so
1: if your brand is, you don't have that sense of depth and that feeling, that sense of purpose, then you've settled right there. Like you've chosen to be mediocre. And like, if that's your chosen path and you want that, then that's fine. Own it, you know, like, like, like own it, accept it, realize that's what you want. And if not, then I think one of the greatest secrets that you could, you could find is working with somebody like Mandy, who's going to shift your universe shift your paradigm and dive in deep with who you are um you know what what it is about you that makes you you that means the the good the bad and the ugly um and that's all your perception right but it sounds like um mandy turns it into a golden thread um and so yeah that's do you have anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up mandy
0: If you're working with a coach or anyone that's supposed to be a business strategist or or support system if if they don't make you uncomfortable they're not the right person
1: if they don't make you uncomfortable they're not the right person because being outside of your comfort zone is where growth occurs Um, and growing means that that seed has to break that means that as it sprouts you have to fight through the dirt that means that as you you know receive the sunlight, you also have to get a little burned, um, right? There's a whole process. Yeah, in order to get the water, you have to drown a little bit. There's those are, that analogy. Um, you know, to me is is one of the reminders I have of of my growth. I appreciate you saying it in such direct capacity, which is, I believe, true. Um, you know, if you have a coach that's a yes man um, or a yes woman, you know, who's making you feel good in the process. Not that feeling good is wrong. But if that's their sole purpose, um, you know, and the sole experience that you have with them, then they're probably sheltering and coddling you, um, not helping you move forward. So thank you for sharing that incredible bit of wisdom. Um, What's the best social media platform for people to connect with you on?
0: Um, Facebook or Instagram is ideal. Uh, YouTube is coming, but Facebook and Instagram for right now.
1: Great. Then reach out to Mandy um, if you'd like to further the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you know, feel free to ask her about any coaching programs, whatever else is there. Mandy, uh, we'd be happy to have you back on the show, um, for future episodes. Of course, this was delightful and super insightful. And, and there's so many more, there's so much direction and clarity that could be achieved regarding the subject for entrepreneurs. And, um, I don't know how to do that. I um, mean, I, I don't, it's not my superpower, but it is yours. And so I'm excited to do that because as we bridge those gaps for entrepreneurs that are out there, they will transition into an exponential growth and that will allow them to fuel their fire, um, and provide to more people out there. So if you're hearing this and you have any inkling that it makes sense to talk to Mandy, do so. It's not going to hurt you to have a conversation and uh, vision pros. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody you. have a fantastic day.